treacherous territory for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Down the Doors. I'm Joe Rexford here with Adam Sparks at the Tennessean Studios. And Adam, it's going to take a road win now for Vanderbilt to get to six wins to guarantee itself a bowl game. Yeah, and the problem with that is Derek Mason is 2-15 and 15 in SEC road games. Now, now they were two good ones. He beat Georgia, one in Athens, and then last year, one in Knoxville. So this it's a rivalry game and a team that was almost ranked in Georgia. So they can win on the road. They've played well at times on the road. I mean, the Notre Dame game this year would have been a signature win that was on the road. But yeah, you, you just do the math now. you got three straight road games. They got to win at least one to set up a beat Ole Miss, beat Tennessee to try to get to a bowl. Now they could win any of these next three, I guess. Kentucky, Arkansas, Missouri, but they'll be an underdog in at least two of those. I'm not sure about Arkansas. It being on the road, they'd probably still be a mild underdog. But yeah, so so now the math works out. They got to win a road game, and that's not what they've traditionally done, at least in the Derek Mason uh, tenure. Now, I mean, they haven't been much better at home. SEC home games. He's four and fourteen. Two and fifteen on the road, four and fourteen at home. There's not a big advantage there. There's no. not a big yeah distinction there. And I mean, but you know, uh, I asked Derek about the earlier in the week. Is you know what difference does it make? You know, and and he he basically said home and road. It's it's kind of all the same for us. I, I really don't worry about our guys going on the road to play football. I I, I don't. I I think you know, man, uh, venues help. You know, um, you know the energy in those venues. It's another Saturday night game, um, and we're, we're going to have to bring our A game, uh, and it'll be televised, obviously, on the SEC network. Um, it, it's 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 another opportunity, you know, man, for us to to you know pack our defense on the road, play better on the road. I mean, which we need to do, and offensively, man, we know we got to put points on the board, but I. I it's it's one game at a time. Right now, I mean, it's it's not really about the venue; it's about the opponent, and you know, us trying to play our best ball. Okay, so let's 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 talk more Derek Mason here in this program. Uh, people jump to the big picture a lot when things aren't going well. Vanderbilt had a real opportunity against Florida Adam, twenty-one to three. We were both there. They were really on fire. They're forcing turnovers. Looked great on offense. Of course, lo- they lose Keyshawn Vaughn, and that's a loss. But you know, to me, very. I guess demoralizing would be the word I would use the way that second half went for Vanderbilt, just totally unable to stop the run and, you know, and just not making the plays on offense you need to make. I think Kyle Shermer has got to play better for one thing, but Derek Mason, we've talked so much about, you know, his tenure and, and his safety in that job and his, his standing. What, what do you think, things are there right now i know what, some fans have jumped you know sure well we can talk about this responsibly and just say we, on, can. we can say on the front end that he's not getting fired this season we're in agreement on that yeah uh, i yeah. can't imagine yeah, i can't he, imagine he's locked very much he has even after this season he has three years left on his contract vandy's not going to get rid of a coach with three years left on their contract so he would go into next year with three years i i, I do think Putting all that aside, the fan perspective, the Twitter perspective of fire him tomorrow sort of thing. Outside of that, I think you can say this is uh, an interesting situation because let's say they don't win on the road. Again, they he struggled on the road. If they don't win on the road, they don't get to a bowl game, then that's another losing season. They haven't had a winning season. Now, they were 6-6 six and six two years ago, finished 6-7 and seven with a bowl loss. Right. 
winning or not winning bowl games is a separate criticism. That's like the next level, right? But so they finished the regular season six and six that year. But if you suffer through another losing season with Kyle Shermer as your quarterback, and then you come into next year, Georgia is the opener week three. LSU is at home. So you're kind of getting two losses right off the bat there while you're breaking in a brand new quarterback. And, you know, I, these next three games will not make or break Derek Mason, but they could bruise him quite a bit to where it's going to be hard to recover. So just winning one of these next three, I think, is imperative for for kind of his long-term status. Just look at the end of this year and going into next year. Now, of course, if they do whatever they do the next few weeks and then they beat Tennessee again, we will probably see a reaction like he did last year. Everybody wants to get rid of the guy, and then, well, he beat Tennessee, so you got to keep him around, that sort of thing. Yeah, but the thing is, they beat Tennessee, but it was also, he beat Tennessee, and Shermer's coming back as a senior, yep. and Kalaja Lipscomb looks like a guy, and Keyshawn Vaughn's going to play next year, and like I think there was a lot more of this could spin into something good. Yes. And I think coming into this year, it was, look, it's not easy. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I, I look at Vanderbilt and how little they are supported compared to their peers in the SEC. And I, I mean, it's hard for me to even jump to like evaluating a coach if you really look at it. It's, it's so imbalanced. But I think it's fair to look at this team and this roster and Shermer as a senior, as we did going into the year and say, you know, he's got to get to a bowl game this year. He's got to get to six to, excuse me, six and six. I mean, that's reasonable that's fair and i think it still is but but i think it's difficult well well now in the wrinkle in this and why i think we can speculate somewhat responsibly now regardless of the contract is a new athletic director coming in that you and i both know that always changes everything's with coaches being evaluated now it can it can change in either way um sometimes a new athletic director will come in and say i want to put my stamp on the program and i want to hire my own coach the other side of that is sometimes uh, ADs will come in, maybe tiptoe in, especially with an establishment like Vanderbilt where there's so many kind of unsaid rules on campus about how you deal with things, and they'll try to be conservative and say, I'm going to take what I inherit and kind of reboot this thing. I will only judge Derek Mason from this point forward sort of thing. So it really depends on who you get as AD. If it's an internal hire then I think Derek Mason is in pretty good shape because he's he already has the likability card that he can play. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone everyone likes Derek. I mean, everyone, everyone there likes Derek. No one who really spends any time around him doesn't like him. I think his players like him a lot. I think his players get frustrated, though. I think, yeah. I think his players get frustrated with him at times, and they should. I mean, look, this has not been a perfect coaching job this year or in his tenure. I think he's improved in, in the time I've been around. I think he's improved, but... You know, they, I mean, but players want to win too, and and so I think people get frustrated. But I agree with you that you know the likability factor is very high with him. I think the the thing about changing ads with any coaching thing is an ad always wants to hold on to a guy if it's his guy. If, yeah. You know, because you know, otherwise you're admitting that you were wrong in the hire. And so when you now clean the slate there, even if it is internal, it's not quote unquote on you if it failed, and you have to have to move on. But honestly, Adam. I've thought this all along. Like if Vanderbilt were to go seven and five this year, I think Derek Mason would be a hot candidate somewhere else. Yeah. And, and if I were Derek Mason, I'd I'd be looking around and thinking, even if it's not a head coach, like a good D coordinator job at a great program. I mean, 
I will you can it. make seven figures and uh, and you can have way less pressure and you can be at a place that they actually support your program. No, nah, I just I agree with the first part. I, I strongly disagree with the second. Strongly, there's only 128 FBS head coaching jobs, <laughs> and there's only 14 SEC head coaching jobs. Even if it's the bottom. You, you you never give up a head coaching job for for a coordinator job. Now let me jump back to a point. I think you, there are there are exceptions in, in well, my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it, the, the money is good there, uh, but let, let me jump back to an earlier thing you said about how players see Derek Mason. I get off the record people coming to me, uh, former players, and usually they're in two groups: those that played for Derek Mason. I mean. The James Franklin holdovers, and I mean the ones that actually played for him, not that were recruited by him, just recruited. That group says it was so much better with Franklin. Mason has kind of lost the swagger of the program, and they blame Mason for why they're not winning. They think with a different coach, certainly with James Franklin, they would have kept winning. The other side of it is a lot of players that primarily played with Mason or were signed by Franklin or recruited by Franklin but but stayed with Mason. Oren Burks, I can bring up one uh, on the record because he said it on the record. It's the – he's a very likable guy. I believe he can win. There's something that's holding him up from winning, but I, I have faith that he will eventually win. That's the two groups you get, and you see a lot of friction between those former players of the last six, seven years in that – Give him time, he's going to get it done, and he's been given time, he's not going to get it done. Yeah, that's very interesting. And it's, it is difficult to assign blame. I mean, because again, I can step back and look at everything and say, no one should win here. And the problem is Franklin. Franklin did. Now, you can nitpick his era and say, boy, did he have some good timing, and who did he really beat, and all that stuff. But the bottom line is that he did have swagger. He's an incredible program salesman. He got an indoor facility built. He did a lot. And Derek Mason is not dynamic by comparison. I mean, and I think James Franklin, again, was exposed as a coach last week, by the way, and, and I think is a good coach, and he's a great program builder. But I don't think he's a great coach. That's just my opinion. But Mason, you know, I mean, look, at some point the numbers pile up on you and you're like, well, should you be doing better than this? Even when you look at all the things that a Vanderbilt coach doesn't have, yeah, probably. Well, I think that's probably fair. Well, and then that brings back into these last five games. Ole Miss is beatable. Tennessee, even though they just beat Auburn, Tennessee is beatable on a given day in this series. Arkansas is beatable. Missouri, we'll see. Good offense. Uh, and this week, Kentucky, and you can say, well, Kentucky's really good this year. There's not that much, though, separating Kentucky's program and Vanderbilt's program over the last decade. The fact that Kentucky is contending to win the East and Vanderbilt is trying to find a win in the SEC, they should be apart. They shouldn't be that far apart. Well, look, Kentucky has recruited, and we've been talking about Kentucky's recruiting for years, and, and I think it's you know more and more showing up on the field. I mean, they've got one of the best running backs in the country. They got one of the best linebackers in the country, and that I mean, that's a team that to me is well beyond what Vanderbilt is in performance and on paper right now. Well, and that brings up the debate of is you know Vandy nearly beat Notre Dame. They were up twenty-one to three last week against Florida. We they they played well against Georgia in the first half, just ran out of gas quickly in the second half. So the, the the debate is, is Vandy close or is Vandy actually really far away? And Derek Mason actually gave his take on that the, earlier this week. 
for me, I I don't lack confidence. <laughs> I, I really don't. Um, I don't think our guys lack confidence either. That's why you continue to see these guys play. You know, we, we, we don't go into games believing that we don't have a chance to, to, to play well. We believe every week we got a chance to play well. I mean, it, sometimes the toughest thing that we're tasked with right now is that we're so close that when you're close, sometimes the, 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 the things that are happening to you, man, you say to yourself, man, just, just stay the course. And they know they're close. So with that being the case, this group is not built to back down. They're not going to back down. They're looking for the opportunity to break through the other side and the opportunities this week. So let's go. And look, of course, Derek Mason's always going to be optimistic, and he's, he's going to stick up for his team and his players and his program, and I, and I get that. And, you know, I don't think – look, I mean, they were close. They they probably should have won this game, Adam. Uh, but defensively, man, it's just – like if we look at this matchup this week, uh, the way Kentucky can run the ball and use the quarterback in the run game, boy – I just, I mean, Vanderbilt's going to have to be drastically improved in some areas up front to, you know, have the football enough to do anything in this game to me. Well, and, you know, I brought up to Derek uh, uh, this week about the Georgia game. He said, okay, we've got ones and threes is how he, he put it, and mostly on the defensive side. There are starters, and then the starters are running running out of gas, and their backups are more like threes. There's a, there's a lack of depth. There's young players, and it cannot play up to the standard of the starters. And I asked him if that's kind of what happened in the Florida game, too. He said that was essentially it. And But I don't know how you fix that, about how you, you know, his take is, well, young players will get better over the course of the season. Well, we're seven games in. I don't know how much confidence I have of that getting fixed in these last few. It could happen, but again, playing on the road, playing against a ranked Kentucky team, and this is not a finesse team that they're going to play Benny Snell will grind out 30 carries. Last year, Kentucky ran for over 230 yards on Vandy. Uh, Terry Wilson can run it, so they'll go into Wildcat. This is going to be a grind of a game for Vandy's defense, and they're going to have to do something they haven't done, which is stop the run consistently. Yeah, and look, on the other side of the ball, Shermer, again, he can be better than this. I don't think he's played as well as he needs to play. He needs to play not perfect, but better, a lot better. He needs to play like he has played in some games for them to have a chance. They've got to get Kalijah Lipscomb the ball, and they've got to get Keyshawn Vaughn back and continue what the first quarter was against Florida when he looked like the best player on the field. Well, you know, and Derek Mason said Kalijah was missed a few times. He was missed by Kyle Shermer, and I asked Kalijah about that, and Kalijah said, I'm not going to comment on our internal conversations between receiver and quarterback, but he admitted that's the most frustrated in a huddle during games he's ever been. He, and his dad was frustrated on Twitter. He was. And he was yeah. frustrated at the postgame presser. It's pretty obvious. I mean, you know, it's it's the best receiver on the field, and they couldn't get him the ball. And so it's something to watch going forward. But they can't they can't just have Pinckney and Lipscomb and Keyshawn Vaughn. You're right. Lipscomb You're right. they got to get more people involved. Lipscomb is Bowler, covered. somebody. Lipscomb is covered up some. Pinckney is good in the red zone, but you can't count on a tight end every, every single passing down. Keyshawn Vaughn's been hurt. Derek Mason says he thinks he'll play, but we'll see. It's just it's just got to go beyond those those three guys. All right, real quick before we get to our picks, a more a more Derek Mason talk. Now, first of all, quickly on the on the Florida rehash. I mean, we've written about it and all that. It was a terribly dirty hit by James Houston. I mean, Florida. If another Florida fan tweets at me that that was a clean hit, hmm. I swear I'm just gonna, well, probably just you know swear at them like I do on right. Twitter sometimes. That was a ridiculous hit. I don't know what Derek Mason said or who he said it to, but I do know that Todd Grantham looked like an idiot in that exchange. Luckily, they they did not it, it did not escalate, and Derek Mason and Dan Mullen hugged afterward. Everything's fine, but it does bring up the question: Derek Mason 
Where is he in your power rankings of SEC coaches in a brawl? I saw I saw a ranking this week from somebody at the SEC Network that actually had Pruitt one, Mason two. How, who? How many coaches in this league would you take to beat Derek Mason? Well, now, first off, uh, and Coach O is high on there. Pruitt's high on there. Will uh, Muschamp, I see, getting a lot of love. He's a big guy. Well, there, there's a misnomer that you can fight if you either, A, have a temper, or B, you're, you're very country. And, that, <laughs> and, that, and that's where Pru- Pruitt gets the country vote. If you're countryer than a hip possum. But that's, I don't think right. of you as a fighter. No, Adam. I can't fight. No, no. Um, I, fought, I fought hogs before, but not people. No, we need video <laughs> yeah. of this. Yeah, we do. Uh, before before iPhones. Yeah, I would tend to think Muschamp. That's temper. That's where you see temper and you think that guy that guy would throw down. But I would take – I mean, Mason's got to be in the top three in the conference, I think. Yeah, I don't know of anyone that I'm like, oh, definitely, you know, they would – they would take down Derek Mason. I, I always like the short, stocky guys are always – like they're kind of like wrestlers. You know, they're, they're tough to beat in a fight. Now, reach means something, mm-hmm. but I just feel like compact and strong like Derek Mason is, I think he'd be – I think he'd be a tough takedown. Now, Coach O is another – he's an interesting one. He's older. He's huge. He's kind of a lovable guy. I don't know if I'd Co- buy him as a fighter. Coach O would be good in one round. That's that's what it'd be. He he would have to be Tyson. He would have to take you out in the first first minute. And if you get him in the second round, he's gassed. He's that, biting your ear just to right. stay in the fight. <laughs> that's right. Interesting. All right. So there you go. So you know, if anybody has power rankings, send them to us. Uh, we're gonna make our picks now. Adam, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. What have you got? I don't remember my pick in the paper, but I think it was about thirteen, fourteen. The, the line is eleven. Is what it opened as. I think Vandy's gonna have. I think Vandy hangs around. I think Vandy's gonna have a tough time fourth quarter stopping the run. And I, I think think Kentucky wins by about thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, thirty to seventeen is my pick for Kentucky. You know, I I think Kentucky has a real defense, and you know it's good for Vanderbilt. This is a, this is a team. If you can get them into passing downs, you have a chance against Kentucky. I mean, they're not proficient throwing the football, but I just it's hard for me to look, watch Vanderbilt's defense and think they're going to do enough at all against this rushing attack. That, by the way, obliterated Florida among other teams. Now Florida was banged up then, but. I just I, I think this is the least winnable game left on the schedule, and you know they've got to stay healthy, get healthy, and move on. Because to me, Adam, it's Arkansas is the one you circle. Yeah, Arkansas is the one you got to be ready to win that game. If you win it, then you got a chance. So we will see. We'll see what happens at Kentucky and moving forward. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week on Breaking Down the Doors. 